Feel it coming in the air Yeah, and there's screams from everywhere Yeah, I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show We are live, it is Monday Welcome back we are back live, back from the holiday holiday week, I should say. Back from Christmas, taking Christmas off and the rest of the week off. Um, still happy holidays. There's still a few, one more holiday. I guess you could say one or two more holidays left of this year. And, yeah, we're still in holiday holiday season mode. I am in live out in the studio. This is Demery Lachey, Kwame Lasseter, just now stepping up. And so, welcome. It feels good to be back in studio. Uh, we've been out for, like I said, the last couple of days, but it feels good to be back. A lot of sports has been going on, not only that, just other news, period, around the uh, NFL world, around the, around the national, around the U.S. I mean, it's been so much going on. Then Kwame comes in with these sky blue pants on. It's, it, it makes it even much more better. It makes it much more better Monday to be back in studio. Uh, it's good to be back, man. Yeah, man. I missed the microphone. Christmas was very, very well. It, it went good. well today. Christmas is more for... I had a good time Christmas because everybody else had a good time. I guess more so the kids got what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. and that and that just that's good for me. And I, one thing I don't like about Christmas, I could put more than one thing, but this specific thing is waiting till the last minute. I'm not a real Christmas shopper <laughs> guy. Yeah, but waiting till the last minute is it's crucial. It's crucial and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then you you know you just I don't like doing it. A whole lot of things I could talk about that, but <laughs> but the kids had a good time. That's awesome, man. That's that's great to hear. Yeah, I just had about twenty cousins, you know, making that trip over to. Well, it feel like twenty cousins. It's more like three or <laughs> Two can three feel or like four, 20. but it feels like yeah, exactly. And I got like twenty family members now in town, and they're loving the weather, and they always want to go out and stay out late. And you know, they don't care about nobody else's schedule, nobody else what they got to do, especially me. That's so how, they don't that's care. That's so I got to take that sacrifice for a couple of days, which I don't mind. It's the holiday spirit, the holiday week. But at the same time, I mean, pay, pay a little respect. Nah, I'm telling you, know? you 2015? Yeah, 2015 is going to be RJ exciting. I'm R.J. Stevens. <laughs> I am R.J. Stevens. You don't know who R.J. Stevens is. You better do your research. Oh, I've oh, I done my research. I'm R.J. Stevens, but in 2015, it is a wrap. Yeah. It is a wrap. It's me first. Team me. <laughs> me first. I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah, 2015. I mean, it's gonna be exciting. I'm. I don't plan on sleeping all the 20, 2015. Uh, I ain't got time to sleep. <laughs> here's my goal. My goal 2015. Here's one of them. Double what I made in 2014. Make up what I lost in 2014. <laughs> yeah, that's a win. That is a win. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good goal to say. You know, a lot of people. Try to have those, and that's new just years. the financial. That's the, that's a small part of it. That, mm-hmm. And when I say, because I've never been that guy in love with money, I've never been in love with money. And I know what, what purposes serve. You try to make me look right. so bad, bro. I know what purposes <laughs> serve. Uh, need, thought people. you needed a boost, <laughs> but I've never been in love with. But more people around me are in love with it more than I am, mm-hmm. and I get, and I so I try to have a drive for them. Okay. But no, I never been in love with, with with money per se ever, ever in my life, but. That was just a small part of the financial goal of 2015. Uh, other stuff, you know, just get better as a person. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff I got to fix up. It's crazy. I agree. You got You're going through your New Year's uh, resolutions right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Year's what? Two days away? New Year's Eve, I should say? Yeah. NYE. Sit right in my house and do nothing. <laughs> 
Nothing That's a good else. way to start the year off. Perfect. That's a perfect way. Step because I'm saying, hey, I'm R.J. Stevens, 2015, so I'm gonna be by myself. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a going I'm going to uh, cut even more squares out of my circle, man. Because I hate this, this kind of dawned one of my days one day. You know, I just hate when people try to set you up with something, and then once they come back and tell you, it's a whole other story, and then they make <laughs> it seem like it's your fault. Like I, 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 I gotta stop dealing with knuckleheads like that when it's. And you know, and I'm trying to help them out, but then they try to make it seem, well, it's your fault. What are you talking about? Man, I'm the one that's helping you out, and then you're trying to put it on me. Hey, you got to get it out your system. You got to get it out your I system. I got to get them out. That's <laughs> all good. At least you got a, at least you got a game plan to do that. Yeah, so. I, I definitely do. Oh, well, a lot of teams got a lot of coaches <laughs> out there system. Yeah, exactly. I'm like the owner right now. I just gotta, I gotta make some lot of movements. Yeah, man, these guys. Welcome to me. NFL Black Monday, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is a Ooh, Black Monday. Wait. For the NFL, but you saw it coming though. These co- the coaches that did get fired, you saw it coming. Not necessarily. Not well. Who, not all the way. Who, who got fired? One job that okay, yeah. Who got fired that you didn't see getting fired? Honestly, uh, well, Mike Smith. No, that guy has been getting chances wait. after chances. He should have got fired. That's the reason. He should have got fired three years ago. I mean, you, come on. I'll tell you why he got fired. He's on that Tom Coughlin type schedule with ninety more now. Because no, nah, he was on that. Uh, who who was the. Uh, He's on that New England, not New England, but the Cincinnati Bengals coach. Oh, schedule. yeah, Marvin Lewis. Marvin right. Lewis. Have a good team every three years yeah. or something. But the um, the Mike Smith, they were 14-2 and two one year. It might have been 13-3, and three, but they was the best. They were arguably the best team in the NFL. They were. And lost in the first round of the playoffs at home. Well, yeah, they, they had lost a in the second round. Yeah. yeah, they had a bye. They lost in the second round, arguably the best team in the NFL, lost in the second round to a wild card team. So they um, – Ever since then, he's never been back in position mm-hmm. to even compete, except for last week. But it was a subpar, subpar record, subpar percentage. They was under five hundred. They were below, yeah, below they average. They was under five hundred and could have won a division if they would have beat Carolina. But Carolina comes in there. That's that's the straw that broke the camel back right there. Mm-hmm. Carolina goes in there and beat them badly mm-hmm. in Atlanta and the Georgia Dome. Yeah, and beat them badly. So that fire was coming quick. Was he? Because he could never recruit. Uh, from that fourteen and two, thirteen and three season. Yeah, he couldn't build off that, and he just wanted to take those players and try to make it even better. And then they tried to add pieces with Stephen Jackson, and, and things just didn't work out. He couldn't co- control that that team. I mean, to me, he lost a lot of confidence. Was lost in uh, Matt Ryan's game in the way that Mike co- that coach Mike Smith was uh, was coaching him and trying to like pretty much be in his way, try to put him out. Kind of like how Andrew Luck is, just put all the pressure on his on Matt Ryan's shoulders and saying, you're going to run his offense by throwing the football because Steven Jackson, yeah, he's going to struggle in the run game, but now it's all on you. You're going right. to win us this game or you're going to lose this game. Even if you have uh, Julio Jones or Roddy Wright out, not playing, not healthy, you don't have a defense we can trust. So, yeah. Yeah, it was two to I, I think to the Mike strength Smith. of that Atlanta team, if you, if you found if there was a such thing, would be their defense. The defense was flying around. Mm-hmm. One of the guys I trained over there, uh, Desmond Trufant, trained him last year over API. He's mm-hmm. been balling, man. Yeah. But, but outside of that, I think their defense will be the strength of that team. And you look across the board, you got Roddy White, Julio Jones, who was balling. Mm-hmm. Roddy White was not healthy most of the year. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones got hurt in that. Both of us saw that. He got hurt in the um, Green Bay game with a hip pointer or something like that right. after having 200 something yards and couldn't finish the game because Atlanta then was in a chance to had a chance to beat the Falcons. I mean, had a chance to beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. 
and then he never recouped from that two games later. So you look at that team, and maybe they, maybe it is time for a new direction. Sometimes you got to go, yeah. you know what, I'm going through a new direction right now. Sometimes you got to go into new directions. You got a lot of young, hungry guys, like you were saying over there. Uh, with, yeah, Mark, what's his name, Marcus Trufant? The, Marcus Tru, uh, Desmond Trufant. Desmond Trufant. No, and, you're talking about his brother. Yeah, his brother. Well, he was with Green Bay, I mm-hmm. think, last. But Desmond, yeah, he's an exceptional athlete. That guy can drop on the ball quick as anyone. Mm-hmm. And he's still young. He's still getting better. You definitely got to – and at the end of the day, you definitely got to have your defense be the focus point. Yeah. I don't care what team. I don't care who you got at quarterback. Your defense has to be the focus point. You know what we see this? Of any team. This, You know, to your point, where we see this is in Chicago. Oh, when man. defense was the focal point, that offense looked so good. See, and I was kind of surprised. That was my number two with Mark Tressman. Yeah, it was he, his first year. Damn, they they gave him a lot of money to leave. To leave, yes. Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman was a. He's. I've been around him. He was the coach here in Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, offensive coordinator, I should say, or was he quarterback coach or offensive coordinator at one point for a year, I think, in Arizona while I was here. And I guess it was the same plays. He's an offensive type of guy everywhere. He go to offense, looks good. But mm-hmm. you you mentioned something as far as defense is concerned. If you don't have a defense, it's, it's can be a problem. Yeah, if you For don't have a defense, quarters, you can. it can be a problem. Exactly. And Chicago was always predicated on defense. And everybody wants Chicago or that NFC North to be that black and blue division that it was. Well, they're not. They, they're soft. They're more finesse now. Mm-hmm. So they, they – they bang. It's not as tough as you think it is. So that's why you have we have so much perception on who Chicago is or what Chicago is. Right, and that's that's not the case. And for Mark Tressman to get fired after one year, mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's more with Jay Cutler. Man, I didn't do didn't have a whole lot to do with Mark Tressman, or it could have been the management who let. Did somebody else get fired over there? Somebody, one of the GMs, maybe. Yeah, GM got fired. But so that's because you you signed. Jake Cutler to mm-hmm. that big deal. That's because you put that money right in front of him. All he had to do was sign it. He's always had that dumb look on his face. <laughs> He's always had that non-passionate look on his face. Yeah. And I think Jake Cutler's next in that Chicago line, hopefully. He ain't going nowhere. Hopefully they can they can trade him, whoever comes in and be the GM. Mm. If I'm the owner, I'm like, get these guys out of here. I got rid of the GM that brought him, this guy in, and I got rid of the coach. And that's nothing wrong with doing that because you can uh, only only for the it's, fact that yeah the St. Louis Rams were four and twelve one year and the next year they won a Super Bowl but they had the same coaching staff, pretty much the same nucleus on as far as the staff coaching staff was concerned so there's really nothing too wrong with getting rid of those everybody that you mentioned and a few Chicago Bears mm-hmm. now you could come back and win you you Detroit is looking good but it, with the dirtiness of the players they have over there they they still look in positioning offensively to do some stuff. And that's predicated on all those guys being, most of those guys being healthy. Right. This this time of the year, nobody's healthy. You're not even healthy after the first practice of the season once the season starts. Correct. But you look at Green Bay as the dominance of, of that division. Yeah, because they have the camaraderie. They listen to the coach. Uh, the coach still has that fire lit underneath that team. You Man, can tell, week extension. in and week out. And people had a lot of questions about Green Bay's defense. I love Green Bay's defense. To me, I think they got two of the best corners in the game. Sam Shields and uh, Trevon Williams, when he wants to play, when he wants to show out. Because this is the time of year where he he plays his best footballs during playoff time. Yeah, and I can't handle no guys. That's how he gets them contracts, though. Yeah, at the end of the year. <laughs> That's <laughs> how he gets paid, Williams. He shows up. But they also had Clay Matthews down there wrecking mm-hmm. shop, Julius Peppers, A.J. Hawk in the middle. 
the young kid out of Alabama, Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's developing it pretty well. Ha ha. Yeah, ha ha. <laughs> and so, you know, they got a great camaraderie. They got a great uh, leadership system as well with mm-hmm. Peppers and the Hawk and Matthews. And then that that offense is just ready to go at any time, any point. Yeah, that's what you got to build, especially if you're playing in uh, like NFC North. If you can, you got to compete now with the NFC West going on out there with um, out here with like Arizona and Seattle. You got to make sure your division is represented well and don't take a drop off like the NFC South. Don't say Arizona. Although I know we're gonna West. get to them. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get to them <laughs> real quick or soon, I should say. I'm so but disappointed. going along with more of these uh, culture moves, man, it's a black Monday. This is the worst. Ah, it's a white Monday to me. <laughs> it's a black because it's blacked out. A it's, lot of people are getting blacked out. It's a white because it's, it's everybody getting in trouble. <laughs> so, so the lights come on, huh? The lights came on. <laughs> the lights came on. Not only with uh, Mark Tressman and was it, was the GM Phil Emery getting uh, released or done with the Chicago. Chicago. Same thing happened with the New York Jets. It's and a, uh, John Isaac got the GM. What's that? He should have been gone. Look how much money he was holding on. Look how much money he was holding on the cap. I was confused. And you then, know? He, and then he go get uh, who's the receiver was in Denver last year, right? <laughs> he <laughs> go Decker. get him, uh, yep. uh, Eric Decker. Try to make him the number one target. You know, number one target. You had it. You you, <laughs> <laughs> you you so much. Here's why Rex Ryan is a, a pretty good coach, a real good coach, above average coach. Because on offense, you thought you didn't have to do anything or have to go get anybody because that defense was so stellar. Exactly. But that defense mm-hmm. is always on the field. You can't. It's kind of like how the Cardinals play later in the, the last four games of the year. Mm-hmm. Defense is always on the field. What you expect teams not to score on you? Mm-hmm. So that's why Isaac should got fired, holding that much money in the cap, thinking he's saving the company, the business, the organization money. You're not saving money. You're losing money. Mm-hmm. When you're losing games, you're losing money. <laughs> and all these teams, these these subpar teams. They benefit a lot off of TV money. Right. They benefit more off of coming in last sometimes. They benefit off more of these winning teams. When they win, of course. the TV money come in. They're they going to make money. They're going to make money. But Izzy thought he was saving the Jets money by going out just getting Decker? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the only name. He played by three, four games this season? He, no. was, he wasn't there. Yeah, and what confused me is that, what, about a year ago, was it two years ago, where they signed uh, Rex Ryan back, I think it was, and the GM, Mr. Isaac, was put on, he came out and said, made comments of, yeah, this might be Rex's last go, and then Rex Ryan kept coming back and saying how close he was with the guys, uh-huh. with the team, and <laughs> he better say he's that. so close, he's so close, and he's been doing it, and then... I'm like, okay, he's going to get fired. Then they hire him back, which I was so surprised. I got, I was shocked. Then the next season, both of them are gone. So you think they fired Isaac because of uh, him giving Rex another chance to of be average yes. or less than Below average? Below average, yes. And I thought they were going to have a great team this well, season. Well, they did. Have, no, they, yeah, team-wise, no. Defense they didn't even wise, know who was going to play quarterback. Right. I didn't even know who was going to play quarterback week in and week out. And I don't know why they went to go get Michael Vick. He only played one game, one and a half games. <laughs> That is crazy. Mike Vick, man. You should have started time. Mike Vick at the beginning of the season. But it, it was kind of tough to do that because you didn't want to mess up what was going on with your your True. drafted quarterback. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to put him behind the eight ball. So now he's been in the fire. He has no reason not to be, come out and be successful now yeah. or get a grasp of understanding. Who was who there? Morningwick? Um, they brought another coach in. That's yeah, Morningwick was the uh, – Yeah, Morningwick was the – head coach. Offense, uh, yeah, still associate – Head coach, or but they something. brought him Assistant. in to take over anyway. 
Of course. It was it was right on the It paper. was his calls on the offensive end. Right. Rex just controlled the defense and But that's how Rex that's the how the that's how the Ryan family get in trouble. But Buddy Ryan was that guy. He didn't care about the offense. He told me just mm-hmm. go beat we used to beat the offense up in practice. Mm-hmm. Like our starting offense. We went ones against ones. We used to beat him on practice. He didn't care who got hurt. It's just that guy who come in by the bit of play on Sundays. <laughs> so they were, it was more defense. They was they was defensive minded guys. Mm-hmm. And and Rex was my defensive back coach. Yeah. Or was it Rob? But uh, one of them was my defense back coach. They was more controlling or more concerned with the defense, mm-hmm. and that's why the offense looked that anemic the way they did in the Jets, wherever they've been. Yeah. Well, my whole aspect of it, I like coaches that look at the defense first. I've always been around coaches that look at defense. First. We need a great, strong defense. The offense, I mean, we're gonna they're going to put up points. That's that's what they're here for. They're here to put up points. They're here to not get tackled, to run the offense in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So when Morningway comes in, I mean, you can kind of tell, like, the pudding was, like, it was starting to spread a little bit because when Rex Ryan kept getting asked questions about the offense, he commonly always referred back to the defense. Yeah. Some always, you know, you can kind of tell that man had no control about what was going on in the offensive room. Mm-hmm. And you either got to buy in there because – Rex Ryan had success when but, he was head coach. Which is crazy because a guy who can stop deep offenses mm-hmm. don't do a whole lot of offense prep. Don't prep his offense or don't bring the right guy in. Yeah. Trust me, should go over there. Oh, God. Well, I don't, too, it's too late now. Two offensive heads <laughs> going. Yeah, no, well, way. no, no. Think about it. You got I'm morning way, but an offensive head the, coach and a mm-hmm. defensive head coach, but it, let's say Rex was still there. Rex would be the head oh, coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have to worry so much about defense, but I better know something about that defense. Mm-hmm. I better know what's going on. I mean, the offense. I better know what's mm-hmm. going on. And vice versa, Mark Tressman, if you was the guy on offense calling those plays, you better know something about this defense. Right. When you, when, you, when you think about the two and you don't put a lot of interest in them, one more than the other or both of them the same, that's when you start losing games. And, and, Absolutely. And half the team don't talk to you because they know you don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely. And these defensive-minded coaches now, Oh, I'm sorry. These offensive-minded coaches now are on the hot seat every year. They're always about to get dropped off. Like you said, Mark Tressman. Look at uh, Chip Kelly. Straight off as a guy. Didn't even make the playoffs this season, this year. They went 10-6, but at the same time, you had the division in your hand. These offensive-minded coaches, man, they, they get too overwhelmed about we got to build a stronger offense. Like, yeah, and them defensive guys were not ready. They're second, third team guys. Uh, some guys getting picked up with free agency and practice squads. Those guys were not ready when they came in to Philadelphia. Right. That's crazy because Philadelphia was supposed to win that division. Even though Dallas was playing lights out, Dallas ball two games absent. I think I think Tony Romo might have missed one game, but mm-hmm. no more than two games. And that was from a back injury. That was from some broken ribs. Right. But even though Dallas ball, I thought Philadelphia may be more dominant. May take that. that right. That right. Exactly. And. But defense, we talked how bad mm-hmm. Dallas defense was. Well, I didn't see how bad they were. They were supposed to be the worst. Yeah. yeah. So that's what know. that's what really shocked me this season was how Dallas' defense stepped up in big time games, especially at the end of the season. But we have uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back talk, talk more White Monday, White Monday slash Black Monday <laughs> slash uh, playoffs is now locked in system. Also, the NFL draft order isn't locked in the system as well. You li- well, halfway of it. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to the Quarantine Life Sports Hub. We are live on a Monday. It is a firing Monday for a lot of coaches in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to get to one of the comments you um, you made. You text me about uh, love. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! During the Christmas break, there was a lot of good games on uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, a, little ba- a lot of great basketball. Good basketball games on. Uh, you see John Wall about to get it, get into it. Oh yeah, Quincy. John Wall like got a little. John Wall got a little fire, but. Come on, man. Is he, ain't he from Virginia? Quint, man, from? Quincy AC is not going. Who? Yeah. Uh, John Wall? He got a little Virginia in him? No, man, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> look, look, um, Quincy did not. Look, I'm going to tell you. He didn't want him. I'm going to tell you step by smart. step. John Wall? No, Quincy. He was smart. He oh tried to throw goodness. a punch and he thought about it. Then yeah, he almost put him in yeah. the headlock. And he was just like, you know what? It ain't worth it. But I'm going to tell you about that play step by step. So John Wall killing and killing the Knicks. I mean, he's doing anything and everything to them on Christmas Day. So he gets the ball, comes down the lane, you know, Quincy Ace, he's tired of all this, you know, this flashiness. He's dancing and screaming. Yeah, the little foul that, you know, Quincy made. It was it was definitely a flagrant. Oh, yeah. So uh, no doubt about that. Two. And so, <laughs> you know, he bumped him. And John Wall tries to react. And uh, with all his might, tries to mush and push Quincy Ace out the way. You can't do that. That man moved probably one inch back. No, but I think both of them thought about his, it. Put, Man, Quincy AC was about to. You ever push somebody and you thought about it and then you ain't really get that real. That would have been a bad Christmas for John he Wall. John the, Wall would have been in the. Um, he would have been in the stands, man. Oh, my goodness. Like, Quincy AC, he did not move when he pushed him and then he was coming with that right hook. So, man, I, I was I was scared for John Wall. I wasn't. I'm like, John Wall better stop. I wasn't. John, John Wall you got up. To hold that's see those are the you thing, kidding? Quincy AC was coming with every piece of everything. Quincy was just uh did he go to Wichita? No, he went, he went to, to he went to Baylor. Baylor? He oh yeah, Baylor. that's when Baylor was balling too mm-hmm. two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's when they balled. Okay. 
I think both of them made an executive decision. I think John Wall will hold, hold his own. Quincy, this is his first time starting this year. He's his second year in the league, or third year in the league. Third year. Mm-hmm. First time starting. Mm-hmm. Man, you're not trying to mess that up. And I'm not, not that even thinking about that when that happened. That's a whole other emotion or instinct that's taking place mm-hmm. right there at that moment. You're not even thinking about that. But mm-hmm. when he pushed, when he when John Wall got him pushing him and he went back at him, first of all, Quincy was wrong with the foul. That If you want to stop yeah. him, grab yeah. him. Yeah. If you can catch him, mm-hmm. grab him. Uh, or you could foul him either because he was right in front of you, but he threw both of his hands out like like a blocking offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. John Wall got up and did exactly what he was supposed to do. First of all, we did him with men. True. We did him with some men, although some of them don't play or seem like it when they're out there, to your comment of love, and we'll get to that. Oh, my goodness. But you got up and he got up and did exactly what he was supposed to do. If somebody, another grown man puts you down, what, what, you, what am I supposed to do, stay down? Yeah, you got to get up and take that loss. And you said Kevin Love. <laughs> if you got to get up and take that loss, you got to take that loss like a man. I tell well, John Wall was preparing. Here's what I tell my kids. Quincy he was not going. <laughs> here's what I tell my kids. You can fight, but you better have you better have a damn good reason why you're fighting. Right. You better not run from a fight. If it's three against one, tie your shoes up and go. Get mm-hmm. out of there. Two against one, you better be fighting. <laughs> But you only yeah. got three ways to fight, and I don't. I don't condone fighting. Let me say no. that I don't condone fighting. But I, I do. I don't condone being bullied neither. Mm-hmm. I don't condone you going to school. You go to school for a reason. You look. You tell a kid, look, I ain't here for this. Mm-hmm. And then you tell a teacher, I told a kid this. You better say something to him. The second time, tell a teacher, this is my last time telling you that I don't. That this kid is bothering me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you tell a principal, I've told a teacher twice. The third time, you don't have to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. When I come get you from school, you better be punching him in his face. Oh. Mm-hmm. All I all I ask you is just don't hit a girl. Right. Just don't hit women. <laughs> but if some guys bother you, you got to, you give them three way, give them two ways out. The third, there won't be a third strike. Because mm-hmm. bullying is so prevalent, it's it's so so nonsense now that you give somebody three chances, you you liable to be ruin your life. The same kids that get bullied as kids get bullied as adults. Mm-hmm. So John Wall, when Quincy knocked him down, he got up and did exactly what, what he was supposed to do. Right, as a man. But, you, but, you, but we, we have seen some of these guys get tough because the referee or the teammate gonna break it up. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those guys yeah. get tough all of a sudden. John Wall, twenty four points, six rebounds, eleven assists. That's that's. When I told you this man was having fun, I mean, he was out there showboating, shimmying, throwing his shoulders on around Day. on Christmas, balling. And then that one incident happens, and it just kind of overshadowed his kind of his game a little bit. Uh, no. And it was just like I want man, my point guard tough. On. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he and he and he showed that. He, yeah, I want my point guard tough. But look at them numbers at New York. Uh, his most impressive mm-hmm. thing, and you're probably looking right at it, is Westbrook, what he did to San Antonio on Christmas oh, Day. Oh, my goodness. Man. I told you, man. I'm, but then they I'm, lost to Dallas. Uh, it's hard to go back-to-back. I mean, it's By Christmas yourself. Day. You got Alone. a lot of, yeah, you got a lot of emotions going on Christmas Day. You playing the Spurs. You know, this is the same team that put them out in the playoffs. Right. It's national television. <laughs> Everybody's watching. And so, you, you know yeah. how they schedule these games, too. You see a lot, a lot of these teams were in close proximity of each other, like Washington and New York. Mm-hmm. It was Christmas Day, so whoever had to go home, they can get home in time and still enjoy Christmas. Oh, okay. Like yeah, Oklahoma, I never even noticed that. Yeah, Oklahoma and Dallas. Well, Oklahoma. not L.A., Chicago. L.A., where, where was the game? <laughs> L.A., Chicago? Chicago. Oh, they did play. Yeah. Well, it's because Kobe wasn't playing. Kobe was playing. That game might have been in L.A. <laughs> what? That they game scheduled might... the game before the season started. Is that what you think? 
Okay, I'll give you an example. Are you great, kidding me? No. They scheduled their schedules out before the season. Okay, well I'm gonna give you a great example. That may be that that's probably true. One hundred percent true. <laughs> but let me say this to that. That's probably hundred percent true. Probably. And that's why probably <laughs> is not a fact. It's not a hundred percent. And then I say probably a hundred percent true. So that sentence don't make sense when I say it. But we've had games, football wise, we've had mm-hmm. games scheduled during the day. That because it was a high impact of game, they oh, put yeah. it on prime time. Oh yeah, see, I agree with that. And I think they should did that with these NBA Christmas game right. schedules. If Kevin Durant's not playing, I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook, take the night off. You're a superstar, yes. Mm-hmm. You need. Like, I want to see James Harden. You know, he's been balling. Houston. So put Houston basketball. against uh, San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. maybe Memphis and San Antonio. They always go. But hand Kevin, hand. he showed Memphis and yeah. Memphis this was a number. This was a number. What was he? A number one guard at UCLA? Didn't he go to UCLA? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was actually like one or two because he, he number, played with like Drew. He Holiday was a number two guard and Darren yeah. Collison. They were all there right. at one point. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> he was a number two guard, mm-hmm. and then he had to learn how to play number one. Right, but he wanted to shoot. That's why he wanted to shoot all the time. He when don't want to distribute the ball. When he was at UCLA, I tuned into a lot of his game, and I was like, "This guy, he needs to play star. point guard." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "He he's going to be a star." He needs to play point guard, and then this, he need to learn how to dress. Too. And then everyone, what do you mean? He got he got style, man. Yeah, you see them little tight clothes. He but he got that's his fashion. Ta- not not tight where somebody paintbrushed them things on you. Good man. <laughs> I like tight. I mean, I wear tight clothes, but they fit it. Him and uh, Dwayne Wade, they be wearing gauchos, man. <laughs> but they fit. It fits them. It don't. You can't wear no pants that come to your chin. It's called swag. It's called. <laughs> it's called it's trash. Called but yeah, back when he was at UCLA, I mean, I seen the point guard in him, but he couldn't get the ball as much, so he put him on the wing. And then he got in the NBA, everybody's like, oh, he can't play point guard. I'm like, man, this guy, he's a baller. He needs the ball in his hands. I don't care. He makes things happen. Westbrook? Yes. How are you going to do that with Kevin Durant on the team? MVP man, Kevin Durant. He's making it work with Kevin Durant. They, you know how I many wins these two? Since they've been locked hand in hand, yeah. But you, you know, know he wins the team. You know why I won't. Have? You know why I won't say anything else about that. And I used to complain about Kevin Durant not saying something to Westbrook. Both of them are stars. Mm-hmm. When Kevin Durant got that MVP and what he said about Westbrook, I, I'm, I'm shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. If he don't have a problem with it, why we got a problem with it? Mm-hmm. When he said that was the best, one of the best. One two punches or two one punches that you can have in a game was those two, mm-hmm. and he gave him all that credit. And then he cried and tried to make me cry because he was crying about his mama, <laughs> uh, how where he come from. I mean, everybody had their story. Yeah. But when he said that, I'm like, but if, if Kevin Durant feel like he can win with him, then that's what's going to happen. He can, dude. I mean, he brings that energy to that team like no other. Well, they're in the Tim C right now. Two behind. Yeah, they're in the tough. Yeah, because they were both down for for oh, a second. Yeah. And they took yeah. some losses, and and then when he came back, they went on a seven game win streak. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next game on Christmas Day, but they the gonna, biggest. I'll, oh, go ahead. I'll say this real quick, but mm-hmm. go ahead. They they are they're going to catch the Suns. Suns team is not built so? for playoffs, and I and I yeah. and I remember at the beginning of the year I said Suns will make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't know was it going to make it as a fight to get an eighth seed again this year. Mm-hmm. I know the season just pretty much started. We are, we're a, court, a third away, a mm-hmm. third into the season, going into halftime. Mm-hmm. All start breaking, all that stuff. But so, they don't. They they're not built. When when they was drafting all those guards, I thought they was going to draft them and guards, trade them. Man. It's too many guards. The Morrison brothers. Something going to happen with them. 
It's gonna be like a. But they play. They play in their best basketball when they're on the same team. Yeah, but you got to get something for them. Man. At you KU to win. in here. Yeah, well, they do. That's why, and I think that's what happened with them as far as uh, putting them on the same team, mm-hmm. and they know that. But if you can't play away from your brother, you can't play. <laughs> <laughs> that's for both of them, huh? Right. Either we're in this together or not. Um, moving on to the biggest game on Christmas Day. The biggest amount. Here it is. This was this was the biggest, most anticipated game oh. on <laughs> Christmas Day. It was LeBron James traveling back to Miami, going back to South Beach, so, bringing back his talents to South Beach with a new cast. First class transit fans Miami had. Oh, God, I'm on, I'm, yeah, yeah, they had some first class fans. Yeah, it wasn't like Cleveland when he went. <laughs> and, and and Miami's a transit um, city. Yeah. That's a transit I mean, place. absolutely. It's man. like Arizona, somewhat like Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's really from here, but the people from here are busters. Let the best let let the best player on the planet come here. They're gonna and then leave. Yeah. You're gonna give him love when he comes back. Steve Nash goes away, comes back, he gets all the love yeah. in the world. Same thing with LeBron. I knew that he wasn't gonna get booed in Miami. Well, are you you're not me? used to he having went to four anything. championships. Are you kidding? Right, me? and won two, didn't he? <laughs> and won two of the four. <laughs> Just going to four championships alone, that you gave us a chance. I don't even understand. Dwayne Wade already put him on the map now, yeah. first of all. I don't even understand the discussion of uh LeBron and the booing. Like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah, why would you why even discuss that? Can I can I rap a taste to you about Go that? Ahead. When you're not used to having anything, when you're not used to having here we go right here. When yep. you're not used to having anything and you think you feel like you got something, and mm-hmm. then he left. LeBron said it best. He said it best in this interview. He said, something been bothering me. Something been pondering. I've been pondering this question. Why when an organization does something, they feel like they're doing the best for the team, it's okay. But mm-hmm. when a player does it and he feels like he's doing the best for himself, it's, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I got to think about that. And then he said, I'm done with my interview. We walked away. He, he is not Michael Jordan. He is not Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe is now who he is now. After I think after the Denver incident, Kobe... Mm-hmm. His mental change. Mm-hmm. He Absolutely. got tired of being the good old boy. It hurts being the good boy sometimes. The, the, the always got to do everything right. Always got to have that image. That hurts. Absolutely. It's frustrating mm-hmm. because anything you do, somebody gonna critique you anyway. Right. So just be who you are. Yeah. Just get some tattoos. He's not <laughs> get some tattoos and, and, <laughs> and, and settle out of court. Look, but the um, <laughs> he said it best. And I say LeBron is not those guys. He's not Tiger Woods. He's not Michael Jordan. Uh, he's not Kobe. Mm-hmm. He's a more outspoken superstar than those guys were. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! And, Since day one, and then, and a lot of people say, "Well, I don't want my athletes speaking on political issues." Mm-hmm. I don't want my. I want somebody who. But if you got the pulse of some political stuff, if you got a pulse of what these owners are doing, why not you be the guy? Because you could change some stuff because of who you are: LeBron James, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. You don't always got to say, I'll let my play do the talking. Your play is not always going to do the talking. It's going to do it for you and no mm-hmm. one else. So that's what my concern was with a lot of people who don't speak up. I just, and I was coming out here, I was talking to a lawyer mm-hmm. um, on my way in here. From the time I got on the phone, I was talking to this lawyer for however long it took me to leave my house to get here. Mm-hmm. And we were talking along those lines of how you still are a commodity, whether you're active or inactive. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that because you've been brainwashed, you've been conditioned to do certain things. A lot right. of people around, that I'm around, this is God's honest truth, mm-hmm. they waiting for something to happen and started making something happen. And they put me in that mode. Let mm-hmm. me wait for this to happen. I'm not, honest God, they put me in that mode. I'm like, what? I've never been somebody waiting on something. Mm-hmm. Just go, if I want to go get it. 
But if it was for me, it would have been for me. I would have get it. I would have mm-hmm. got it. I never had to have something before I had to have it. Mm-hmm. You know that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of these guys, the superstars now, man. We, we we had this long talk. This this lawyer and I. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna get him on the show too. But we had this talk about a lot of the stuff we talk about on the air. He mm-hmm. played ball actually. He went to law school. Okay, played ball um, with me, and we talked about some guys that we knew. Uh, how they changed though. We talked about the uh, trust program with the NFL and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you were a superstar, why not have that forum? Uh, as long as you know what you're talking about. And LeBron really, I, I was a LeBron fan like I am a Kobe friend. And not that I ever liked Kobe or the Lakers, but right. I respect the heck out of those guys and what they do. When LeBron said what he said, it just took it to another level. Because he just, he didn't even answer the question. He just, he just talked out loud to the, about the question mm-hmm. and say, say, and then he said, "Hmm, that's something to think about that," and walked away. Mm-hmm. Now, watch how many we, we probably hear more questions about it. Of course, then they'll flip the story back on LeBron, how selfish he is, and yeah, try to make it like the head coach has no control or over LeBron or the team, and nobody can touch LeBron in the NBA. You're going to hear this nonsense, mm-hmm. and they're just going to excuse it because, like you said. Back to your point with the lawyer, was what you mentioned about the, uh, the lawyer you were mentioning, that people are brainwashed. They're going to brainwash because of what they see on media because this is what, they're used, this is what they've been used to. So LeBron, yeah, he's totally, he's 100% right. I got to get away. I mean, you, when, even, when, when you even say that, man, I got to get away. I just got to get away from, I just got to get me a, my circle strong mm-hmm. again. A strong circle, man. And, and I, you know, I found two guys this weekend, over this couple of days ago, okay. that talk and think like me. And we mm-hmm. always surround ourselves with people that's like us, whether they're right or wrong and indifferent. Mm-hmm. We do because we have the same conversation. But when I had this conversation, even if I was 100% wrong and I believed it, I'm like, why you can't think like me? I might be wrong. It's okay for other people to think how they think. Mm-hmm. But you can't. But I don't think it's okay for you to not say, well, hmm, let me look at that. Mm-hmm. Let me let, take a look at that, and then if you have to digest it, spit it out. It might not work for you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what we do. Mm-hmm. Somebody try to teach us something athletically. Let me try this. It might work for my help me my game. Oh, that don't work for me. I got to go. Mm-hmm. But you have you never <laughs> had any consistency to it. You just mm-hmm. tried it one time. It don't work for you. Of course, you didn't, you it don't work that first time. It's inawkward. It's not what you've been doing. All right. It's it's frustrating. <laughs> I, man, I mean, but I have some real conversation, man, about the. Uh-huh. Ooh, we, boy. Oh, we got about a minute left this before like, we this, take this our... This does feel like a white Monday. <laughs> we got about a minute left to our next break. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going along with what happened with Cleveland, the whole deal about him playing, going back to Miami, I thought going uh, back to the game itself, I thought LeBron played it, had a pretty good game. He was trying to... 30 um, points. I'm a huge um, Kyrie Irving fan. Mm, me too. I think, I think he needs to become more vocal, but at the same time, or vocal leader. Not, you know, he ain't got to be out there LeBron in it, you know, because <laughs> let LeBron be LeBron. But at the same time, Kyrie, be, if not saying be second, but be like a D Wade. Be, I'm here too, and I got your back. Don't you think he kind of did Let's that? Do this. He did, but he wasn't vocal. And right. I, I want to talk about that when we come back, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get back. Uh, we're going to come up with our last point. segment, and we also want to mention more about the NFL, some playoff predictions, perhaps. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. You listen to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We'll be right, right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
or twitter.com forward slash voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Stop what you're doing because I'm about back to, to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I'm looking funny. But y'all making money. But we like just talking yeah. and getting out there. But 888-346-9144. Say it fast so anybody knew. It's been a while, man. I missed the mic. Yeah, man. You know, you know I, I almost <laughs> called you and say, let's go in on Friday. Jay, where's Jay? I, was, I, I don't yeah, know if Jay listening. Was that, was that, I know. I almost did it because there was so much. <laughs> it was, yeah. The NBA, we didn't uh-huh. get to talk about. But I know Friday would have been a good. I don't even know if they were in here or not. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if you're a sports fanatic or radio and TV mm-hmm. station, Voice America, the leaders in internet media, you might want to be open after Christmas. Oh, yeah. If everybody else is open. Mm-hmm. I, but I I thought, man, well, I couldn't be open because I think I was had a headache waking up the next day after Christmas. <laughs> but you were talking um, you were talking about career. Mm-hmm. And we did a little, we had a small conversation off the air. I agree with you. I like Kyrie Irving because it it didn't he wasn't Star Trek he wasn't those guys he wasn't um <laughs> Mario Chalmers <laughs> he, he wasn't Mario Chalmers he didn't yeah. he didn't he wasn't starstruck he wasn't like oh LeBron will get us some rings he's like I get us a ring mm-hmm. it wasn't that I'm gonna sit take a back seat to LeBron although we we're talking about the best player in the world mm-hmm. we're talking about the best player in the world in LeBron James Kyrie Irving didn't take no back seat. Yeah. And I felt kind of didn't know. Right. he didn't take any back steps. And I felt kind of bad for Kyrie because last season they was always talking about his maturity level. Is mm-hmm. he mature enough to be a leader? Is he trying to get out of Cleveland? He's trying to escape. And he said, "I'm not going nowhere." Didn't they resign him? Yeah, and they resigned him. Re- they resigned him this off season. Yeah, he went to and led the USA team that FIBA yep. World Championships, and he came back. He was what Ambassador Player of the Year over there in FIBA uh-huh. for the summertime. 
I mean, this guy got game. He has that passion for the game. Now, at the same time, he's. I think he'd be like I said. I think he needs to become more of a vocal leader. Now, his maturity, his game is already there. He's doing everything he can. He's every the point time, too, right? Yeah. yeah every yeah, time I see him, like. Get a layup in by the fourth quarter, he's limping back. You know, he, you'll see him limp and he'll have some little tweak, but he's not coming out the game. But I don't got time for that from your teammate. I'm like, man, yeah. are you always hurt? I had a guy on my team. Like, you, got, you, you always yeah. hurt? Well, he plays through it, though. And yeah. he comes back and still gives you what, what That's you That's what I from. appreciate, guys who can play through hurt. Exactly. Or and, pain. Now, and if you if injured, that's something different. Mm-hmm. And he's showing that he's ready. He's He's doing it. And so, therefore, I like what Kyrie is doing. And LeBron, he's not trying to step on LeBron's toes. He's not saying, no, I'm not the rah-rah guy. That's LeBron's job. But I think LeBron was but smart enough too. to not step on his toes also. Oh, yeah. In every interview, LeBron talks about Deion Waiters, mm-hmm. uh, throws shots towards Kevin Love. Don't mention his name, but he says, you, you we wanna, got guys. You don't I don't want to mention name. Kevin Love's name LeBron right from Akron. <laughs> he's from Akron, Ohio. I've been to Akron. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. care whoever your entourage or your boys are. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mention Kyrie Irving and, his, and, and then have that problem in the locker room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to have that problem. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, he always mentioned guys like, you know, Deion Waiters and other, everybody else on the bench and Verjao, but now he's done for the season. But he never said anything about Kyrie. He doesn't even touch Kyrie because he knows Kyrie's ready. Kyrie, he knows he's yeah. ready. He's right there mm-hmm. to take, help LeBron take this team or or to help each other take this team to where he took Miami. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, when LeBron was in Cleveland, he took him to the finals mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. That's what Kevin Love wants. Yeah, he wants LeBron to do this every night. Make me look better, oh, Kevin LeBron. Love. <laughs> Make me look. I hit the three in the corner for you. Kevin Love is. is he need to go to the Lakers because he's all. He, he, Please, he yes. need to go to the Lakers. Please send him to L.A. Yeah. Cleveland don't resign him. They about to resign him to like a. He go to the Lakers or he go to Dallas. They they love resigning people. They love if he resign if he resigns back with the Cavs mid season. LeBron better get out of there. Hey, LeBron ain't, no. You know why LeBron <laughs> no. took that one-year deal? Because oh, because, that yeah. That money coming yeah, up. Yeah, it's some financial, you yeah, know. Yeah, because that money that's coming up in that new collective CBA, mm-hmm. he took a one He, This guy's a businessman. He made more money off the court than he do on the court, does on the court. Oh, yeah. He I never, mean, that's, that's he never signed a mega deal contract uh, to this day. Right. But to this he, day, he never, he took a pay cut when he went to Miami. Now, $109 million ain't no, is not a pay I cut. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know but what pay cut what, they were talking about. For what he needs? For what he what should get Le- be getting? What would you get LeBron? Who would be your highest player in the paid player in the league? NBA. Le- LeBron James. Really? Without a doubt, man. He does he does it all. Mm, I don't know about Defense, all that. leader. I don't know about all that. On the court, jump shot. You I, can't stop the man. I'm going to drive to the a, cup. I'll say in the game of uh, the game three, best out of three, then you could, that, best out of five, you could pay him. But there's but more consistent guys. See, you can't give somebody, you can't answer that question or pick a guy off the San Antonio Spurs because they play collectively. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk, no, right. we're talking about the best guy who will be the highest paid if you could pay him and why. If I could pay him and I had the right hungry men like San Antonio has and I had those oh. same type of hungry players around LeBron, I would pay LeBron that because you know he's going to give his effort every right. night. With Cleveland, he just, he knowing guys ain't giving effort, so why should I? Why should I go out here and bust my tail and have everybody else just relax and then wait for me to take over? I'm trying to think, but I think LeBron might be that guy. <laughs> he might I be mean, Kevin Durant player. got, you know, I like KD's game. 
Me too. He, he, he loved. This is the first time he ever been seriously hurt or missed as many games right, right, consistently. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with wear and tear. He never took a break over the. Well, I, I seen one of his documentaries actually this weekend, and uh, it was talking about this past off season. It went through all mm-hmm. seeing Paul George get hurt. Man, Kevin Durant did not rest a day. That's and what he And then get. they had the whole. That's what he get. Yep. And then they showed the conversation with him with Coach K. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the phone, and Durant was like, "Yeah, I, I, I need to take some time off. It's too late now, though. It's too late. It's too late. See, basketball players, and, and I've said this: they, training camp was like two you weeks can't keep later. Playing basketball, <laughs> you can work on your shots and your your game. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to some professional guys, basketball guys, and they say they play racquetball. See, football guys, we play basketball to get in shape, right? And then, but you can't. And it's against some of the some of those guys." But most of those guys, you, you don't want to get burned out because your season is so long. Mm-hmm. So they do they play mm-hmm. racquetball. And then, <laughs> but it's, yeah, exactly. Like pick up something yeah. else that you could do. Because he said, I was watching, doc, including more in this documentary I watched, he said this is the most work this past offseason that he has ever done before. Plus he was doing USA Basketball. Plus doing workouts with Wessel Westbrook. I'm like, man, like he you know, he he was just hungry this offseason and he really wore himself out. That's how you get fractures. That's how you get uh yeah. sprains. You don't get your bones time to heal. Exactly. And now you trying to come back and be MVP Durant. Man, you gotta go out there and work and get strong and get mm-hmm. stronger and strengthen your bones you playing. And just like we tell kids, you sit around the house playing the video games, your bone gets weak. Mm-hmm. By the time you get older it's too late. They mm-hmm. already solved. So you got to keep your bones dense, but you also can get stress fractures from doing being on them too much. Mm-hmm. And I think, and 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 I think to answer my question, I guess it could be LeBron, the highest paid player in the league, if I could get that money too. But I also I look at it, Kevin Harding, I mean Kevin Durant, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and um, and Harding over there, and um, James Harden, James Harding. Man, that man played no defense. He doesn't. Oh my goodness, he doesn't. But the way he, he, he controlled that offensive game, but he gets away with shooting from half court. <laughs> Eight out of ten times he's gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. And that freaking Euro step he has. Oh and, my and, goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. He gets better and like it Yeah. We talk about too. guys with the best handles. Mm-hmm. James Harden really doesn't handle like that, but I would consider that Euro step another crossover. Right. Because that freaks guys out and that gives him an open opportunity to take mm-hmm. a shot like a crossover. So James Harden is up there with the best handle in the game. I mean, the guy is just like a magician when he comes down there with the Euro step. But then on defense, he just looked like a lost alien. Defense, or yeah, you know? he looking for some help, and he ready to complain when he don't get any help. Man, you better man up. <laughs> Everybody else got a man. You get your man. You wanted to talk about something else anyway. Man, it's a lot I want to talk about. I mean, we pretty much. Uh, I know the Suns beat the uh, Lakers. That, that that used to yeah. feel good and mean something around here. That's <laughs> the Lakers are nobody. They. No, I'm sorry. They beat the Kings. Mm-hmm. They beat the Kings, Sacramento Kings. Suns are seven. They are um, seventeen and fourteen. Mm-hmm. They are sitting in eighth place right now in the West, I believe, because KD, uh, the um, Oklahoma City Thunder. I believe they are sitting tenth, and that's what both of those guys being out. So you know when they get healthy. Hopefully Westbrook don't go down when Kevin come back. Maybe they can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Now you you really got to do some management to this this yeah. player this team right here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, right now Phoenix is sitting in the eighth spot. Eighth spot. New Orleans is nine. They're two games behind Phoenix. Shoot. And you better watch out for Anthony Davis. I hope he doesn't slow down. Oh, what you talking? about? I hope he's ready to. I, I'm the same guy. Yeah, said you're right, you're right. He might be the MVP this year. <laughs> I'm the same guy, and y'all and you laughed at. That no, because I wasn't directing it towards you. I'm just saying you all, like everyone. 
<laughs> now, no, but, now, but now you better watch out for them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, New Orleans is in o- and OKC is right behind New Orleans, so it's it's about to get it's about to get funky in the NBA. After Chris, I think Christmas Day is like the official welcome to the NBA. I remember when the lockout happened. The first games was Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when all the and that's when everyone tuned in and just tuned in more after that. And I think every year, as soon as Christmas, that it's like the showcase of the NBA. We're here. It's time. To, it's finally time to go. You know, that's how they should start the season. Mm-hmm. Well, probably I don't know about two weeks. I think there's too many games. Basketball, eighty-two games. They travel so much. Too think much. Those expenses. Too man. many games. Too many games. I think baseball is too many games. That's a conversation we're gonna have. That's probably another show we can have, mm-hmm. and then we could bring somebody in from each sport, mm-hmm. a professional or a retired professional from each sport. I just think it's too many games. Well, we had uh, Oliver agree. Miller up here, but you know, depending on what position you play, that could be wear and tear. That's why yeah. LeBron James is willing to sit back and he want to get Kevin Love to be more aggressive or more into the game. I don't mm-hmm. want to be getting 15 rebounds a game. All right. Brown's owner, Jimmy Haslam, calls out younger players. Now, you understand that Man, Manziel. Johnny Manziel threw a party at his house Friday night. Mm-hmm. Got up late for treatment the right. next day. Not only it was him, but a few other starters for the Browns players who are younger guys. They were also in attendance at this party. Remind you, these guys are on the injured reserve li- or the injured list, mm-hmm. including Joe Hayden. No, I don't think Joe Hayden, went, he wasn't late, but he was. He was part of that party. He was part of that party. Johnny threw a party to get closer to those guys. Offensive lineman Joe Thomas, who got drafted, what, first pick, what, yeah. about two years ago? Three years ago. Was there, was late. And he said, we will not tolerate people who are irresponsible. It was also comments uh, a few days ago saying that Browns players are not going to put up with youngsters showing up late to any functions, meetings, or they're going to be gone. They're going to be released to games. Yeah. If you show up late, not on time, we're done with you. See, here's my thing, Demery. Johnny football is taking over. <laughs> Why um, you work so hard to get to a point to self-destruct? Why you work so hard to become a professional? Which there's some guys on the street right now that probably could play the game just as well as you can, but you in there and you self-destruct. Why you just can't be on time for that? Because I'm Johnny Menzel. I, I put my hamstring. I'm not playing this Those week. young guys. Mm-hmm. But Johnny Menzel, see, they give him too much leverage. He don't care. He, don't have, he had a financial backing. If he played football again... He can still make money calling himself Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. Now they were they ready to get rid of, rid of Josh Gordon before Johnny Manziel. Josh oh, yeah. Gordon's a complete idiot. He's he's got in trouble again. Of course. In my opinion, he's a complete idiot. That's just man. You could be that guy, mm-hmm. but you consistently stays in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm the NFL, I agree. You you not gonna taint my profession or my business when you got an opportunity. You are such a star that mm-hmm. if you go out there and do your job, you'll be fine when this game is. When you're done with the game or mm-hmm. the game is done with you. Breaking news, Michigan hires Jim Harbaugh as next head coach. Ain't nothing breaking da, about da, that da, news. Yeah, I know. They broke the news they, about oh, a week ago, yeah. right? A month ago. Yeah, they broke that um, news yeah. a month ago. It's about time, you know, congrats to Jim Harbaugh. He's going to Michigan. Ain't no hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> you got to deal with Mark D'Antonio. Right. Did you watch the uh, real quick? I know it's, we got a few seconds left of the show. Did you see Mike Tomlin and Reggie Nelson at the end of the game last night? Reggie Nelson, your comments on that? I don't I know think, what was I, said. I think Mike was trying to, you know, put him in the right direction, mm-hmm. but then it turned. Then Young Buck, like uh, Nelson, mm-hmm. wanted to say something slick back to him. You, you, don't would forget. you would have done that? No, I wouldn't have done that. Back in back in your heyday, no, 
I would took that. I would took that life lesson and ran with it. I don't care. I'm not saying because Mike mm-hmm. from we from the same neighborhood. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I would have took that life lesson and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we are out of time. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. But it was, but they did lose the game, so his emotions is yeah. right there. It was something different. We yeah. can talk about that tomorrow. So yeah, we'll be back here tomorrow, uh, live in studio. Tomorrow would be Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, mm-hmm. day before New Year's Eve. I got more bets. Kwame Lasseter, Demi Lachey. <laughs> We'll be see you tomorrow. Let's, thanks for tuning in to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We and we'll out. see you tomorrow. <laughs>for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>